This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 230 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, as we typically do, we have four trends that we'll share along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the four trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. So Abby, start us off by sharing our four trends and our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Yes, as you said, what we've done is, as always, we've taken uh, all of the stories that we flipped, and we should mention, just as a reminder, that we flip these things based on, uh, we put them in our, our Flipboard magazine based on, our, on the fact that we think it is of interest both to us and to people within our discipline, within educational technology and instructional design. Um, we're not really making any comments about the quality of the articles as much as the importance that it is that we remain aware that these articles have come forward. That being said, we did identify four trends that we think are kind of critically important for the last couple of weeks. First of all, it's the same two top trends that we've had for the past few episodes. Number one, chat GPT, artificial intelligence. Uh, and this is we don't think this is going away for a while. No, this is no. this is big. It's here to stay. Right. ChatGPT4 was recently released. So, of course, there were articles about that. There were numerous, I, I, again, we, we mean numerous articles that focused on the questions, concerns, and suggestions for educators related to ChatGPT and the uses of ChatGPT in the classroom or the idea of limiting its use um, there were un just a number of different things that kind of approached the subject uh, from all different angles. Our recommended read in this area kind of has to do with that idea of approaching the subject generally. It's got ChatGPT in the title, but it addresses a larger issue. Our recommended read is, ChatGPT is the wake-up call schools need to limit tech in classrooms by Gaia Bernstein for time. And once again, I'm Apologize if I'm mispronouncing anybody's names, but uh, the article focuses on the idea that ChatGPT may be seen as a trigger to reconsider classroom technology use generally. This is not the first time this has come up uh, as an editorial view that recently, especially this idea that uh, up until the last few years or so, we've seen classroom technology, if it's got technology in it, we want to put it in the classroom. That seems to be sort of the general idea all over K-12 classrooms, um, in the, in, in, at least in the United States. But we're starting to reconsider that, thinking about how that may not be the best approach and when to how to judiciously decide what to incorporate into K-12 settings. It's a great article. Number two, uh, are in terms of trending, artificial intelligence in general. Again, this is no change from the past few episodes. So a few months ha have gone by and it, this is the same thing. We've seen, um, well, we've seen more about other things other than ChatGPT. That seemed to be the catalyst, 
but then sort of everything else that was AI related becomes of interest as well. So we saw an interesting article about the limitations of other digital assistants like Siri, uh, Google Assistant, Alexa. The um, we also saw the U.S. Copyright Office continuing to refine its rules for AI-generated content. Originally, they stated it could not be copyrighted. Now they're saying it may be, in certain circumstances, copyrightable. We also saw the release of Google's Bard, which Google itself was saying is quite rough around the edges, but they felt the need to get something out there along with uh, every all the other AI uh, introductions that have been happening in the past few months. I tried it. I got an invitation to try Google Bard. And yes, I can concur with them. It is very rough around the edges. It is indeed. <laughs> um, so our recommended read in this area has to do with um, young people's perception of AI. The recommended read is chat GPT is all the rage but Teens Have Qualms About AI by Ariano Prothero for Edweek. This is reporting on a survey that was conducted by Junior Achievement and the data firm Big Village. And one of the takeaways from this is that there's a significant number of teens surveyed who are quite worried about how AI will affect their job prospects. And so uh, it's, it's an interesting take that, that we hadn't really seen before. But it's important to recognize that this is not something that young people are just saying, yay, AI, fantastic. They're actually looking at this saying, how is this going to affect me in the job market later on? Number three trending, digital security. We saw a number of articles about security, protecting student data privacy recommendations, using uh, safe, I'm sorry, user safety in AR and VR environments, teaching internet literacy to offset online misinformation. Uh, this past uh, week, TikTok's CEO appeared before Congress recently, and, and it did not go well. There's a uh, Congress in the United States, uh, TikTok um, is facing some, some pretty uh, tough uh, opposition from the government. There were ransomware threats in K-12 settings reported. There's a report of a Chrome extension that allows hackers access to one's Gmail emails. Our recommended read in this area um, covers more than just TikTok, although that's what's in the title. The recommended read is, TikTok has your data, even if you've never used the app, by Aaron Katersky for ABC News. The, the issue here is, is the cybersecurity company Fairroot describes as part of this article how TikTok uses something called pixel slash trackers to collect data even when one doesn't have the app. So, and this is not uncommon. This is something that happens uh, that other companies use as well, including Google, Meta, Microsoft, and I think Twitter may use this as well. But yeah, so there's there's a lot of data scraping that's going on. Of course, we've always been aware of this, but I, I guess me personally, I didn't realize how insidious a lot of this was, like down to just a single pixel or a few pixels on a page that even the web developer isn't aware of. Yeah, it's very invasive. Very if you invasive. don't know, be aware of it. Yeah, it's something to, well, it's, it's the reason we're recommending the readers right. to at least have some awareness of it. Number four, um, 
perhaps a bit on the brighter side of things is that we saw a lot of articles about research on teaching and learning. And uh, Tim, you and I, we, we, we like seeing research articles. We do. <laughs> so um, we saw articles about active learning in higher education. We saw um, discussions and descriptions of what neuroplasticity is and means and, and how it affects our, us as educators. We saw a really interesting article about readability tests, sort of the classic tests that tell you how readable the text is on something, the description of those, and a bit of a critique on their use. Also, we saw a synthesis of what we've learned about technology and learning in the past three years that was published by EdWeek. Our recommended read in this area is Lessons from this Golden Age of Learning Science by Jeffrey R. Young for EdSearch. This is actually the text highlights from a panel discussion that was held at South by Southwest EDU in Austin, Texas recently. And it's uh, the three experts are, are experts in neuroscience and they really do a great job of encapsulating and giving us sort of an update as to what we, what we do and don't know about how uh, the brain works and how the brain learns. Um, so that, that's, I, I, for me, that's an up, an up, now, up note on three other ones that are a bit sort of doom and gloom. This is a, a positive one. I think it is, considering what we recommended about TikTok and how they, well, yes. <laughs> how they access our data. And on so, that happy note, yeah. I will say those are our four trends and our four recommended reads. Now we turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about what we believe we'll see in the upcoming two weeks. We, uh, As we normally do, Abby and I talk about this before we go on air and as you can imagine, and this is what we said, AI, 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 and more AI. AI, 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 AI. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot about it. But Tim, what you and I were also talking about is how the conversation keeps changing and evolving and right. becoming more and more sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of what we're seeing is is more than just saying, here's new chat GPT. Right. Now we're talking about sort of larger issues that are associated with it. Yeah. I mean, going from not just the concerns, but now right. like, you know, what are we going to do with this now that it's been here? And uh, we, we look forward to seeing how those kind of conversations Very much uh, evolve. So. Yeah. Well, we also talked about a few other things and we've taught one micro credentialing and micro. We did. We, we did. We're still yeah. seeing a few articles about micro credentialing and we suspect that that's going to increase. Right. Um, in addition to that, we also talked about possibly seeing a little bit more about the metaverse. We see that kind of on the fringes. There's still discussions about the metaverse and VR as well. There's some really interesting discussions about this right now, Tim, right? We were, we, yeah. we, no, we were noticing that um, Stevenson, the author, yes. uh, who is he's creating an open source version of, uh, of uh, a metaverse, um, is moving forward. So we saw an article about that. At the same time, we saw that Disney is right. pulling away from it developing metaverse content yeah, because they no longer see it as being particularly interesting. Facebook meta, pardon me, meta, yeah, meta. is also yes. sort of back and forth about what it's doing with uh, the metaverse in general. They seem to be pulling back and focusing more on AI. Right. So that's... Uh, those but are the that's things all, that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's newsworthy. That's yeah. all newsworthy stuff, yeah. right? So we're going to see more about that in the upcoming 
cycles of uh, the new upcoming news cycles. But if you if you miss what we started with AI, 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 AI. <laughs> we will see more of that. Yes. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 230 of our podcast. We'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and our podcast subscribers. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings that we discussed in this episode by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on April 13th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.